Let's bring in Major Garrett, CBS's chief Washington correspondent. He is with us this afternoon live from the Iowa State Fair. Hello, Major. How are you? Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm just off the midway here in Des Moines at the Iowa State Fair, a place where lots of Iowans come and uh, interact with presidential candidates. I was walking around the fairgrounds today with Tim Scott, South Carolina senator. Very warm reception for him here. Very warm reception. And there are chats that Governor Kim Reynolds does with every, the, every one of the candidates here. Asa Hutchinson was here earlier this morning. Had a chance to chat with him and Senator Scott and Senator Joni Ernst. Talked to a lot of voters here. So it's, it's the kind of thing I enjoy doing. This is about the time of year when presidential campaigns start to get a little momentum underneath them. People aren't making decisions yet, but they're kicking the tires with gusto. And that's certainly going on here in Des Moines. Did you have that foot-long corn dog yet? Not yet. So uh, after I talk to you, I'm going to shoot a piece for our America Decides streaming program. I'm going to anchor for an hour here from the State Fair tomorrow night. And we're going to have a three- to four-minute piece. And I've got nine things on my menu here to eat. Nine different (laughs) fair items that I'm going to – now, I'm not going to consume every bite of all nine. I would go into a coma if I did that. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm enthusiastic, but I'm not reckless, John. Um, but I have, but I have, a, I have a menu of nine different fair items I'm going to eat while I'm here. How many of them are deep eat, fried? That, that includes, pardon me. How many of them are deep fried? Uh, four. Ooh, wow, impressive. The one I'm most, the one I'm most looking forward to, and I've got the brochure brochure here in my back pocket. I want to describe it to you because I don't want to get any of it wrong. The deep fried bacon brisket mac and cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, whoa! Wow, that sounds good. Yeah. Does that sound good? That does. That sounds serious. That's like four then meals the, in uh, one. Then the other, the other thing is on the other thing is on my list is the Iowa Twinkie, which is this: a smoked bacon wrapped jalapeno stuffed with pulled pork, <laughs> wheat corn, cream cheese, and ranch seasoning, glazed with barbecue sauce. Ooh, you're a meat guy. Where's, I, I, where's there's the a Twinkie bacon part? Theme. Where's the Twinkie part in that? <laughs> There's nothing Twinkie about that. So, 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 I've got a couple of dessert items on on the agenda. One of them is called a deep fried strawberry shortcake on a stick. Ooh, wow! And then a dough crazy sweet stick, which is eight delicious different flavored cookie dough donut balls on a stick, drizzled with or without chocolate. So, all that's coming my way. Oh man, that sounds fantastic! I hope you I hope you brought extra large pants with you. <laughs> We'll get through. We'll get through. We'll find a way. Major, I've been waiting to talk to you because I wanted some perspective yep. on the uh, the Trump news, the the latest indictments. Cameras are going to be allowed in the courts. Uh, the, the, there are major differences, not only in the charges, but when how this will play out. When you think about the latest indictments and how they differ from what we've been looking at so far, what thoughts come to mind? First of all, uh, states have all authority to run their elections, conferred upon them by the Constitution. The Constitution says very plainly, time, manner, and place, all that's decided by the state. This is a Republican-run state, Governor Brian Kemp, Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, Republican legislature. The laws in 2020 were followed. The votes in Georgia were cast and then counted three times. Once, by hand, five million ballots counted in Georgia. So there's no doubt about what happened in Georgia. There is no doubt whatsoever. No doubt. And states have a right to protect their laws and protect their procedures. So that what, that's what Georgia is doing here, asserting its rights to protect its laws and the following and adherence thereto 
in an election. And just because you don't like the result doesn't mean you can endlessly and endlessly contest it. It also means you cannot, by some means, get into some county office, take possession of voting data, and download it yourself. You just can't do that. Why? Because it contaminates it. It creates insecurity and allows you to be the one to change results. That's what George is protecting. The other part of this that matters is, as a state crime, if it is convicted, and I have no knowledge whether it will be or won't be, but if it is convicted, if the former president is convicted on any of these state charges, no president can pardon himself from any state charge, ever, ever. You can pardon yourself from federal charges. You cannot pardon yourself from state charges. So if this goes to trial at any point, President Trump is the nominee and becomes reelected. He has to go to trial at some point, either in that campaign or after he assumes the presidency. If he's convicted, he can't pardon himself. I mean, it's a very, very unusual circumstance. And I can tell you, John, being here for a day, I'll be here all day tomorrow also. So I'll be talking to more Iowans. I talked to probably 18 today, all of them Republicans, all of them intending to participate in the caucus. They like Trump, but they're nervous about this. They don't like the indictments. They do think more often than not they're Democrats after him, but they also are worried about all the implications of this. And if they're worried about them now, they're not going to get less worried about them as the caucuses approach. I think that's one of the things that creates a soft underbelly for Trump's very large league here in Iowa. And everyone acknowledges he's way ahead here in Iowa. He's way ahead everywhere else. But I think there is a soft underbelly. And part of that is anxiety about the implications of all these various legal matters. Well, in major, there—I mean, there's 18 of Trump's allies who are also indicted. This is a, a who's who, right? I don't think the names are yeah. terribly surprising, but it's a complicated web when you talk about that many people. This is not one or two. I, no. it, are all 18 compelled to stay as Trump allies, or do they have kind of a long game to play here, where they need to just kind of be as forthright as possible? The last thing you said, they have a long game to play. And uh, they will have their own legal counsel advise them on what they can and can't do and what they should and should not do. But the idea of them remaining wholly committed to Trump uh, under these circumstances may not work to their best short-term or long-term legal interests. And their lawyers will advise them on that based on the evidence of what they did or didn't do and on what basis they did what they did, what kind of advice they got, how strong it was, how deeply involved they thought they were operating under either the president's wishes or the president's demands and how they interpreted all that? Do they stay loyal? That is a very, very important question. One I don't have the answer to, but one that will play out in in the coming months. Major Garrett is with us, CBS's Chief Washington Correspondent. He is at the Iowa State Fair, where the candidates are making their way. I wanted to ask you about cameras in the courtroom. So theoretically, Mm -hmm. the tenets of the law should be the tenets of the law, and it plays out basically the same but it will be much different dynamic with those cameras in the courtroom, beginning with the first hearing that will be coming up here, presumably next week. Cameras in the courtroom, and for Americans to get the chance to see this play out minute by minute, how do you believe that could change the perception and the narrative that we've been talking about for months? Courtrooms do not permit evidence to be submitted or testimony to be submitted that is not factual. They just don't. There are rules of evidence that must be followed. And political statements meant to confuse or to obscure the truth aren't valid. You have to live within the confines of the facts, procedure, and law in a courtroom. And that will be the first time that the former president will have to do that. 
when it comes to the question of the 2020 election in Georgia. He has had free reign to say whatever he's want, he wants to about the result in Georgia. All of it's fictitious, all of it wrong. But because it's political, not only is it protected, but it has a certain resonance, especially for Trump supporters. That resonance ends, or if not ends, is severely restricted in a court of law, where it's evidence, procedure, and facts, period. And they don't have it. Major Garrett is with us on WTMJ. So today, President Biden uh, came to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He was here talking about economics. Okay. Uh, Kamala Harris okay. was here last week. I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting because the Republicans are going to focus on Iowa, New Hampshire. Eventually, they're all going to go to South Carolina, then Super Tuesday. Sure. Probably not until after that will they really start to show up here in Wisconsin, except for the debate. It seems like the president has an advantage in that he can go to these other battleground states because he doesn't need to focus on Iowa and New Hampshire you know, he, and winning primaries. He's, he's, essentially, he's essentially running a general election campaign a year early, which is what all incumbent presidents can do. And the president has made a very important tactical decision. Whether it's the correct one, we'll find out. But it's extremely important that he's made this decision. What is the decision? To lean in to economics and call it Bidenomics and say, yes, we're going to have a referendum on this. And I'm going to argue my way through disquiet, which I've certainly encountered here in Iowa, about inflation. I'm going to talk my way through or try to persuade you my, my way through to not only inflation, but sense of economic future, interest rates, national debt, things, all the things I've heard here at the Iowa State Fair. So the president has made a very important tactical decision. I'm going to take this on. I'm not going to run from it. And I'm going to argue it for the full year and a half before this November 2024 election. And he's got room to roam. He's got room to go to Pennsylvania over and over. Wisconsin over and over again, Michigan over and over, Georgia over and over, Arizona over and over, Nevada over, all the places that were central to his 2020 victory, and drive that message home. I would say here, Iowans are still ticked off about inflation. I think that's probably pretty common everywhere. So he's got work to do. I'm not saying this is a layup, but he's made a very important decision to lean into it and to make it his own. Well, I mean, the Inflation Reduction Act didn't reduce inflation. I I, I mean, (laughs) he's even said that. No, exactly. I mean, look, everyone knew, he even said it at the time, there was a kind of a winking and nodding going on with that. Look, it could have been, could have been called anything. And most of the things in there were designed to advance policies very important to Democratic constituencies over the long run. Um, and the way that they thought about it then was, well, eventually inflation is going to come down, and inflation has come down. Has it come down measurably enough? In the vitals and the necessities that people I'm encountering here are buying every day? No, not to their satisfaction. But it's begun to come down. And if it continues to fall and continues to mellow from now until next year, so if a summer next year, inflation is lower than it is and has been lower for a full year, it might be a different attitude about that. And that is certainly what the White House is banking on. All right. I hope you have some Tums, maybe a little Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> have fun at the fair, Major. I have an iron constitution, John. I will need none of that. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. It is 356 at WTMJ.